2: Hey, this is Kenny Main, host of something called Hey Main. That's a podcast. Uh, We're working busily on season two, but let's not forget about season one. Remember Jamel Hill? Is the cookout ever going to happen,
0: or is it just metaphorical?
2: It is largely metaphorical. Just no... We would feel very comfortable inviting you potato salad by the way I feel like I should tell your listeners does not have raisins in it if you missed that episode of hey Main, check it out on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts first and pod hosted by danny Parkin and andrew Filippone.
1: i was rooting for the colts today i wanted jeff saturday to go 2-0 i think there's a lot to say about this game you all right yeah I just, all over the place I, I just keep dropping things I'm I'm distracted but I'm good. um yeah. you know one of the things I want to say about this game is again in the post game Nick Sirianni, can you get off your fucking high horse about Frank oh, Frank, Frank getting fired you yeah. went you barely beat the Colts if you blew them out and you wanted to be all high and mighty you could you've earned that but when you squeak by and you're trailing by double digits going into the fourth quarter shut your mouth about what they did with their coach They've actually, as a team, they've 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 exceeded expectations and played much better the last two weeks. With Saturday, I get that um, Reich is your guy, but no time and place, please. You're in their building. You barely got to win. T- stick to the game and shut the f up, okay? So I didn't like that from Sirianni after the game. It seemed like the type of thing that you would say pregame. Yes. Not exactly, post, not, not not
2: post game. That that it just seemed like kind was of he going
1: to st- say that if they lost? Like it almost sounded
2: rehearsed. Well, that's what I'm, that, that I get his sentiment and like sticking so up for the coaching profession and your friend and all of that. But it it struck me as the type of thing that you would say on Wednesday when you get ready for the game, like. No disrespect to Jeff Saturday. This isn't about him. But I personally am disappointed that I can't go up against yep. my my friend Frank Reich. Like, I don't want to make it a bigger deal than it is. But to do it, like you said, in their building after the game, it's like you're talking about someone else's business. Seemed bizarre. Uh, we've said it all year, though, man. Philly just, like, finds ways to win. And they they weren't that impressive today hurts on the ground was impressive he did it in key moments uh and like the diversity of wins continues to impress me but like I said with Dallas not special there's no no team feels special in the NFL with the exception of the Chiefs and we know that they're flawed too
1: well even like, the Chiefs lost in Indy That was what I I was going to say about Philly. I was going to say, Kansas City went there and lost. And I know that Butker missed kicks or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, that was still a lower scoring game. You don't, you know, if you're Kansas City, it shouldn't come down to your kicker in a game like that. So, you know, I give Philly credit for going on the road and finding a way to win ugly. But this is back-to-back weeks now where their once potent offense has not looked so great from their offensive line. Kelsey had a terrible snap, which hurt a drive at the end there, went over Hertz's uh, head. You know, AJ Brown hasn't been the freak monster player the last couple of weeks. Now the tight end's out. So they have shown some vulnerabilities here over the last couple of weeks. They won one and they lost one, but they're not playing their best football.
2: How much of an outrage do you think it'll be if uh, in the national media, if Saturday gets the gig
1: full time? Oh, oh my God. I'm almost hoping for it now that Me you too. said that. Me too. Me too.
2: <laughs> just for the chaos, just for the anarchy. Like, I, I, don't,
1: I don't know any head coaching candidates like that. So, like, yeah. So, I'm, you have down for Falcons-Bears. You want to get on the Bears offensive coordinator here. So, you watched this game from beginning to end. I only saw some of the highlights. Are you talking about Fields just getting killed and taking unnecessary hits? Is that what the play-calling heat is for this y- game? Yeah, so,
2: like, I'm a Luke
1: Getze fan. I think what Luke Getze is doing... Yeah, you want to fire Matt Eberflus to keep Luke Getze if push comes to shove. Okay. Correct.
2: And I got probably 150 people tweeting at me, like, oh, I guess Getze's not going to get a head coaching job. You don't have to worry about losing Luke Getze because he had some insane play calls when, like, the broadcast, Moose Johnston was openly talking about how Fields was hurt. And then they're still calling designed QB runs at the end of the game when they're down three late against Atlanta's defense. And it was criminal. Like it it, it made absolutely no sense. Like if everybody watching knew that Fields was yeah. he was still scrambling around, but he was not looking to get hit. He was not looking to run. He was looking to extend plays to throw. And he was he was not himself. The guy had no rushing yards in the second half. Like it was. It was a real, real tough watch. And I don't think he's gonna play uh against the Jets a week from now. He, he oh, ended wow. up getting, Yeah, he ended up getting carted uh to like check on his shoulder. I don't know if it's like an AC joint or like a non throwing shoulder injury, but he looked like he was in a tremendous oh, boy. Am- amount of pain. So it was it was it was completely reckless uh given how much pain Fields was in to, to do what he did at the end of the game. But I think that Bears fans are completely overreacting to the big picture side of it. Like, he is still going to be on every head coaching list this offseason because the Bears have no talent other than Justin Fields. Like, I'm almost rooting for Trevor Simeon to play this game against the Jets, given how good the Jets' defense is. So, so that you Bears, don't get Fields killed. So that you don't get Fields killed. And so the Bears fans can have a
1: reminder – of how good this guy is, of how good Getsy is, and how good Fields is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yes. like, like how good Fields is. Like, we we need to.
2: The guy is playing like Superman.
1: I know the yeah. highlights
2: are incredible. They're incredible, and so, and I'm not saying he's a finished product. He's not. Yeah. He holds onto the ball too long. He still gets happy feet. How you liking that
1: Claypool trade?
2: It's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good. I'd like him to know more than five plays. Uh, but I if the Bears play the Jets with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, Jets minus four and under 45, it's like a stone cold lock yeah under under 45 Pony might be like a ten thousand dollar bet. Like, <laughs> there's no scenario on this earth. Where the Bears score more than 17 points against the Jets if Justin Fields doesn't
1: play. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't exist. Is that live right now? You can make that bet even with Fields' uncertainty. Yes. 45 was posted. No, well, I'm gonna put that in then. It
2: yeah, it's it was posted. I'm in on it. I'm not in it. I'm not in for 10K, but it it is there is no scenario where the
1: Bears score points if Justin Fields doesn't play in that game. Uh Lions and Giants. Yeah. I said on Thursday when you weren't here that the Giants season, by the time people are done with their dessert on Thanksgiving, they're gonna be in real danger of, in my opinion, missing the playoffs. Because I said all it was gonna take was the Giants losing to the Lions, which they did, and Washington beating beating Houston. And now it's seven and three, six and five. But if the Giants lose to the Cowboys. They're seven and four, and there's still two games left between Washington and New York. And Washington's getting Chase Young back. He'll play their next game. So, and one, two straight, and Heineke's real. And I think Heineke's five and six. Uh, their only loss is the one that they blew late to Minnesota. So, right. you know, it's still going to be a season that is an overwhelming success for the Giants, but. You know, they looked like they were a lead pipe lock to make the playoffs. And I think Washington now, I bet the odds don't reflect it, but I think Washington's actually, I've said this at the beginning of the year. I think they're a good bet now to finish ahead of New York after what we saw today. I mean, the the, the guys that Daniel Jones is throwing the ball to, I've never fucking heard of. and i And I have a passion for that team. I don't know who these guys are. They just gave Tony away. I mean, it's ridiculous, dude.
2: Well, then he basically didn't play tonight uh, for the Chiefs and got well, hurt. I,
1: I I know that, but I'm just saying, you watch yeah. him last week and it's like, holy shit, this guy's a great talent. And you no, just I, gave him away.
2: I know. Uh, shout out to my Lions, by the way. Over five and a half from preseason. That, that looks
1: incredible. With it's back in, <laughs> yeah. back in play.
2: Back in play. After 100%. winning three straight, looked, looked horrifying early. Back back in play, more wins already than last year. Dan Campbell not getting fired. Nope. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, man. The, Lions, the the Giants. The Giants are not good, but the season was a success. They should be. Uh, you should be rooting for losses at this point, even though they still could make the playoffs because they're not going to win anything of substance. Do you think? Because I was with my cousins from New York this week couple huge Giants fans and one of them who I consider to be a very astute sports fan thought it was he was incredulous at the suggestion that they move on from Daniel Jones oh my god he was like he's like I'm not saying that you give him a 10-year contract he's like but what more do you want the guy to do he's he's
1: winning with nothing around him what do, you, what, what, what do they do this offseason at quarterback? I mean, tonight? he, he I, you should text him after this game because he made horrible throws and, like, yeah. bad interceptions. And this was the first game where the previous years Daniel Jones kind of showed back. his, came up, came back. Yeah, I mean, I would not want the Kyler Murray contract. If I'm the Giants, I would not want to trade for him. But I said to Gelb on Thursday, I, I'd consider Derek Carr. If I'm a Giants fan, yeah, over Jones, I yeah, would that do be, that.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: I just, I mean, I think I think Daniel Jones is maybe the 20 to 25th best quarterback in the NFL. The legs aren't going anywhere.
2: Like if you if they decided to run it back with him and draft somebody on some sort of short deal, it wouldn't completely shock me. Just for continuity, like if that big swing isn't there, but they were such a mortal lock to fall apart. So they could eat. But we they- said
1: they- it. They were going to go one and one against the Texans and Lions. We called right.
2: this. Right. Exactly. And then the schedule gets tough. Exactly right. All right. So as we move on here, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, <laughs> your game. I wanted to start Bengals because they're still scary to me. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. So the AFC has an 8-2 Chiefs team, the Titans, Ravens, Dolphins, Dolphins Bills at 7-3. and three. How many of the 7-3 and three teams would you take the Bengals over?
1: Because for me, it's at least two of the four. Well, we're going to see them play one of them Sunday. They play yep. the Titans. Um, and that's one of them that I
2: would take the Bengals over them, yep. th- them, them, and the Ravens for sure.
1: Over the Ravens for sure. Yes, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I'm happy to hear you say that because I did not think you'd get to that place this year.
2: I mean, Baltimore does not seem dynamic in any way, and they are too turnover dependent. And that is not something that is always going to be sustainable, even though they have guys who are ball hawks, who have done, you know, like Peters has done it consistently over his career, yep. like Humphrey too.
1: But Now, are you saying to go someplace and win, or are you saying to cover against those teams? No, to go someplace and win, man, to like make, to make noise in the AFC
2: playoffs. Like if Joe Burrow's going to drop back and pass the ball 45 times, and he's doing it with, with his main guys injured today, Against a healthy Steelers defense, and he's starting to stack good games. Like Joe Burrow is a scary, bad motherfucker, man. I know,
1: dude.
0: I know.
2: (laughs) I know.
1: That that guy, that guy is not gonna be fun. And this is exactly what happened last year. They were five and four, they got to ten and seven, and that was enough to win the division. Now, I don't think ten and seven will win the AFC North this year. I think that's gonna get them in is either the six or seven seed. But I honestly think I'd give them, I'd probably right now pick them to beat Buffalo. I would pick them to beat Tennessee. I would not pick them against Miami. And I don't think I would pick them against Baltimore, but I would be very tempted to. Yeah, I mean... I take the points against Baltimore, but if I had to pick a winner of that game, I would probably lean Ravens right now. I just, I,
2: I was thinking about him just like in that exact scenario that you said. What a tough draw it would be! Like if the Bills get the two seed, oh yeah, and they got to open up with a
1: wild card weekend game against the Bengals in prime time. And Burrow won't be intimidated by that whatsoever. He'll relish that. He'll love that. No, no, I, I love will... him.
0: I it's too. so
1: weird as the Steelers fan to say that that I'm in Pittsburgh but I really like it's not even the respect I actually like Joe Burrow he's cool as shit yeah Yeah, (laughs) he is. is yeah but so
2: your your team like again didn't watch every snap but the defense was healthy Pickett had his moments Pickens had his moments Pickens had the bad drop late like are Steelers fans able to get to a place of hey, if we've got our quarterback, play well and lose and then build around yes, him. Yes, but
1: I don't think that that's I, – I, I did not sense that that was their reaction to this game because so much work was done in the first half offensively and then they only scored three. They didn't score really any legitimate points in the second half. Right. They kicked a field goal off in an incredible interception by Watt that set them up on a short field, and then the touchdown was in garbage time. So it was basically an empty – Second thirty minutes of the game, and then the defense gave up so many points. So I think it'll be a weird day for me tomorrow. I'm not really sure what to expect, but I know after the game the reaction among fans was not like, say, you guys had after the Dolphins game. It was like, wow, Fields played his ass off when we lost. That's actually a good thing. I did not get that impression at all after this game. So okay,
0: we'll see. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.